there, it's Jodie here for the Perfect Provender podcast and I'm joined by Dave from Roundton Coffee. Hi Dave. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Roundton Coffee story. So I wondered if you'd start me off by telling me how it all began. Yeah, um, well it, it was just totally accidental to be honest. Um, I've always enjoyed coffee and liked coffee but what I didn't know was... Um, I didn't know enough about coffee. Um, I was actually working as a as an engineer. I was an operations manager for a, a big site on Teesside. And um, I just had enough, to be honest. Um, it was a really good job, well paid, all that kind of stuff. But I just felt as if I was shackled to the place a little bit. So I just uh, I just resigned uh, and went travelling. Literally got on a train from Middlesbrough train station and just travelled the world, mainly by train. Uh, got a few flights in between. Um, but when I, I ended up in a place called Sumatra, which is in, in Indonesia, and, and I was in a place, um, it was a coffee growing area, and I just kind of happened upon it. Uh, whilst I was there, I saw uh, one coffee shop owner that were roasting some coffee, and I was just totally intrigued by it because, you know, with the engineering background that I had, I was just fascinated that this could change state and you could take something from its raw form into like a you know a consumable drink um so basically from that moment on uh, i ended up spending quite a bit of time at a coffee farmer um which was you know a little bit about six hours drive through a jungle um so that was interesting and then uh, I stayed on his farm for, for quite a bit of time and he was trying to sell me coffee. Um, and, and I really wanted to be able to buy this coffee from him. Uh, but the problem was I didn't know anything, yeah. you know, and, and you know, I would have been a fool if I'd have just taken all of his coffee and just taken it home. Um, so I try, from that point on, I realized like the troubles that these people were in and how much that they needed to sell their, their crop. And they would look at, somebody like myself as an answer to their prayers um, but I just wasn't at that point uh, able to be able to help so but something started and I started thinking about it and, and I realized at that point that you know I must do something and and I wanted to learn so so I carried on the rest of the trip um, and I went into the places like Australia New Zealand where coffee is much more of a profession it's much more visible and um, and actually uh, you know it's traceable as well and you can see um, the level of quality that you get over in New Zealand versus what we've been traditionally getting in the UK is their leagues of buzz you know um, a barista is is a profession for them it's a it's a career they, they see that as a as a real pinnacle job um, it's a lot different over in the UK it's changing um, but I spent a bit of time in New Zealand um, and I followed the roaster around and learned a little bit from him and then I went to South America and it was the same kind of deal really but when I landed in when I landed back in the UK um, I got a traditional job again just to kind of uh, pay the bills a little bit but really all I was interested in was coffee so really what I was so then I imported a coffee roaster from Turkey um, I found a place where I could roast some coffee and and basically just sat there without a clue uh, of what to do and and honestly that's all it was it was uh, it was it was me a coffee roaster and uh, and just a, a kind of dream of being able to 
to full, fulfil what we've got today, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. So quite a, a cool story, just literally jumping in, get the coffee <clears throat> roaster and go for it. Oh, I think you've just got to go, you know, you just got to do these things. I think what I decided a long time ago is that I didn't want to be one of these people who just kind of said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and actually not fulfilling them. Yeah. And and I hated myself for for promising things to myself that I didn't fulfil. So now, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Crack on and and do you know it. what? And if I, if I fail, so what? Yeah. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because I don't, I never want, I don't want to be that person who fails to act on what they want to do. Yeah. You know? So that's it really. And so it's so far <clears> taking <throat> you on quite a cool journey from your travelling to then yeah. a business journey as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously the learning doesn't stop. And, you know, five, six years in, we're con- constantly learning. And, and that's the beauty of, like, operating your own business. Yeah. But that's the beauty of operating your own business in something like coffee. Yes. Where it's such an innovative product anyway. Uh, there's so many people who are creating innovative, have got innovative ideas. Uh, for me, I think that the coffee industry is driving a lot of change in in commercial coffee, well, specialty coffee, which is where we operate. That's driving a lot of change in the commercial side. But it's also driving change with um, lots of other businesses. I think just because it's such a forward-thinking sort of business to be in, so genuinely it's um, it's just a joy and to, to be doing what we're doing, just because it is, it's so dynamic. Yeah. It's sometimes it's a little bit too dynamic, <laughs> but it is um, it is just a joy. Yeah. So I couldn't have like wished for anything more, really. And I suppose going back to the consumer and you saying it's sort of about it moving into the changing commercial side of it. Mm. Obviously, people are enjoying good coffee from the likes of you guys, and yeah. that's making the bigger companies probably have to think a little bit more about what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But then I also think, changing how people are shopping for coffee. Yeah, I think um, so. That, so there's two different markets, and in coffee, there's the specialty market, and then there's a the commercial market. Now we only operate in a specialty market, so we only buy beans uh, from farmers where we know that they're going to get paid. A fair price now what is a fair price well that is over and above fair trade price so we pay fair trade price plus more than that so uh, but we do that because uh, of a few factors really we want the coffee farmer to make a profit we want uh, them to grow coffee again and we want to reward for the quality that they provide so if they are not making profit for the coffee then they, they're not. They don't care. Yeah. They'll just, There's something in it for just, them if they yeah. produce good coffie and yeah. they get so a bit more passionate re- about it. You've got to reward people for that. So we we operate in the specialty market. Now, obviously, for us, it's it's the. It's the responsibility from the bean all the way to the cup, so so we we make sure that we've got a, a sustainable supply chain. But we also make sure that at the cup end that the customer, which is the consumer, is also getting a good drink. Now, I think what that is doing is people are taking notes. And it's not just Rampton Coffee that are doing that. There's other people in the UK that are driving standards up. And, um, and then we see other people obviously want to replicate because it tastes good. 
it looks good. Um, it doesn't taste. It tastes sweet. It tastes, you know, it, it it's, it gets you asking lots of questions because a lot of people traditionally would, put milk in the in the coffee. Um, sorry, put sugar in the coffee. You know because it's not sweet enough. Because it's always like too bitter or too this or too that. Well. You know I would argue that the reason why it has tasted like that is because of further down the down yeah. the line so yeah. whether whether that's been because the barista really hasn't got a clue what they're doing yeah. or whether they've just the, the the green beans at the bar you know just terrible yeah quality and it's been roasted with without any care and the whole thing is just falling over from one one side side to the yeah. next yeah so then if you've got control over everything then essentially you can you know you can kind of manage the quality so then that does drive standards because other people why would they want to sell bad coffee yeah you know so so if you're a coffee shop then you want to you want people to come to your coffee shop for your coffee surely yeah so so yeah it does drive change and we see that with also like the costas and the you know starbucks you know, like the introducing the flat whites and, you know, McDonald's mocking like the whole <laughs> flat white thing. But it's all because of the the sea of change that's happening. Now, people might not see it who don't work in coffee, but um, but we see it. We see that actually that there is more of a lean now towards specialty coffee, for sure. Yes, yeah. The yeah. consumer's changing how they... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. But people yeah. want people want more. Uh, they want to know where the coffees come from. They want to know. Uh, some the, con, uh, the consumer is just much more aware of the impact that they have, but also the impact of the choices that they make. You know, so so the consumer is you know they they've got the power. They've got the power. No, yeah. so those are people that are buying and spending the money. So we are just giving them what yeah. they want, which yeah. is which is. Um, information we give them traceability and we give them a good ultimately they just want a good cup of coffee yeah. you know so you, <laughs> at you the give them a good, it, yeah, yeah at the heart of it they just want a good cup of coffee so we give them that but then if they choose to if they want more information then we can give them all that information as well we don't overload people yeah. with all of this nonsense and stand on our soapbox ultimately we just try to give them a good coffee yeah and that's the main thing but then what people don't realise is the amount of work that goes into it before it even yeah. gets there. Well, I think that's happening across a lot of areas of sort of the food industry as well, isn't it? People are wanting to know where the food comes from, who's yeah. made it, why it is how it is. Yeah, and are therefore looking to support independent businesses um, like, you know, well, that, well, shops and things like that. But yeah. um, it's really nice to see people taking an interest in where the food comes yeah. from. And, and that's the other side as well because, you know, the whole supporting local business and people becoming much more aware of the impact of where that pound goes yeah so if they're voting with your money isn't it voting with your money yeah i mean if you spend your money with costa coffee or starbucks then how much of that is going to filter back into the community yeah you know um the answer is probably not as much compared to if you did for an independent yeah. the problem with independence is that um then you've got the quality. You, then you've got the, the conversation about quality and consistency and all this kind of stuff. And, and people feel a little bit more comfortable in the brands that they're going to get a consistent yeah. cup of coffee. So it's, you know, it, it is changing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I always recommend people to, to try to spend locally. 
because it, you know forget what the government are, are doing and forget all about this nonsense that's in all the press the biggest thing that people can actually do is just just vote with their pound yeah. and just just buy local and, and genuinely areas. yeah genuinely it's um we see the impact of that you know we are now employing uh, a few people in a few more people than what we started yeah really. sitting on your website the yeah. introductions to different people and yeah, yeah absolutely and that's that's because obviously because people like what we do and the people they like the coffee but the impact is that we've got to actually employ people yeah locally um so it's it's all positive yeah you know i mean you know i'm not funneling money to the cayman islands <laughs> and just kind of for a rainy day or anything else yeah. like that i mean we we are pumping all this money back into the area yes yeah okay cool um so tell me a little bit about um communicating with your like farmers and obviously you get your beans from various different areas mm. yeah. um, how did you go about sourcing them and yeah. contacting and do you obviously go and visit them and yeah yeah so so that's um so we we've had some long-standing relationships with some farmers from the start so el salvador finca boscalia is is one um a lot of these introductions are, are from from people that we know in the business um so there's there's a lot of guys at falcon specialty um there's other companies that we that we work with and we we get a lot of samples sent to us either directing the farmers we're working with uh, rowenzo coffee in uganda um they've generally got people in the uk uh, that they they work with we've got falcon speciality who we've been working with from the start um they send us uh, samples from the farmers now falcon specialty they they help us get it over into the uk um now we we've been working we, we will sample the coffees we will cup them uh cupping coffee is essentially when you when you assess the quality of that coffee and you're looking for a lot of different uh, aspects of that you know on uh body of acidity um you know mouthfeel all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. so so we we assess the coffee and then we decide whether we would like to buy that yeah um now once once we've kind of made that decision then we will um we will then that process of getting to know the farmers and starting to understand a little bit more about where that coffee's come from that begins another journey and one of the things that we try to do at least a, once a year sometimes a couple of times a year <clears throat> is get out to origin get out to origin and actually make the the, the purchases at origin so i was out in tanzania a couple of years ago uh, Burton was at El Salvador last year and this year we're off to Peru and Colombia and, and the idea is to to try to forge these relationships these long-standing relationships and to enable us to understand more about what it is those farmers need you know yeah. how we can help with, with them and work for each other yeah yeah, yeah exactly and, and if they know that they're going to be able to sell you know a container load of coffee to us yeah then they can then start investing in the farm and, and all of this so it's you know we've uh, we, we obviously still need the logistics element with the help of falcon specialty um but but the relationships is what we create ourselves by going out there and yeah, actually uh, really knowing right yeah and understanding and... understanding that and then using that information to be able to um to educate our, our own customers 
And um, but yeah, it's interesting actually because there's quite a lot of farmers that operate in the UK as well. Right. So like Joe Molina, who's a farmer for El Salvador Bosque, he was he was over in uh, the UK just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, because obviously a lot of his customers are UK based, yeah. and, and he he nipped over. Um, and spent spent a couple of days in the UK, and you know consequently last year we were over in his farm. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, coffee is. So it really is a lovely relationship. Yeah, and you it know is. Yeah. Each other and it's, yeah, 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 it's it great, is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the difficulty is obviously when there's like you know the the plight of the small holder, and um, and trying to create these relationships with genuine the small holders who only got like maybe a couple of acres of, of land, yeah. and try because. We, we try to be inclusive of, of, of these people because these people, uh, they do find it difficult to, like certification, for example, you know, if you're a smallholder, you've only got a couple of acres of land, you know, how much is it going to cost you as a farmer to get all the certification that you yeah, need yeah. to be able to then kind of be ramp up your sell, business? Yeah. So, so we try to work with smallholders um, as much as we possibly can. Because that's when we know that the money is funneling right yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah, and that's where some certification and some some systems out there, um, you know, they're, they're not they don't include smallholders like what we can. Yeah. So so that's the power of, of what we can do. We can actually visit these uh, smallholders. Yeah. Like I did in Tanzania, and literally just buy the whole lot. Yeah. Of coffee from these, and and that's that's. Uh, that's a really cheap achievement. As far yeah, as I'm but concerned. it feels amazing as well to know that you, you know you meet that person, you're changing their life, and know yeah, that they've absolutely. got enough money to support their family and yeah. livelihood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, it's um, that's why that's why it's such a joy. Yeah, I think. you know, you better do that. Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, next thing, what does an average week look like for you? So, for anyone you know that might be thinking about starting a business and what have you obviously you've been doing it now mm. for six years and yeah you'll have played every different role put on every different yeah. hat and, yeah uh, and, and i'm still doing that yeah. <laughs> you know so so um, yeah i mean it's really difficult to say because um i think like these days i'm not getting a hand on the roster anymore yeah so so i think when i start obviously when i started there was like me and my partner tracy um you know a coffee roaster no customers and man of leisure really you know uh but just with the finite amount of money and just a, a kind of need to, to do bring some money in so so then most of my time was going up there and trying to sell uh the coffee um then it was roasting and so i wore every hat delivering coffee just working with our customers um so yeah what's my working week honestly it's <laughs> different it's, every week yeah it's, it's bonkers yeah um because and because we're such a small team you can't be expected to just pigeonhole yourself in one particular role yeah so like for example today what did i do today well you know i caught up with a customer this morning a cup of coffee which is nice <laughs> of course you know yeah beautiful <laughs> so you know you go see a customer a cup of coffee with them um and then out on site on other customers looking at some of the sort of like technical issues that they've got with equipment and yeah. trying to um, look at like water analysis. Uh, I never yeah, thought I'd be looking at water analysis, <laughs> you know, but, but looking at um, water problems, looking at um, oh, everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the, the problem, well, it's not a problem, but 
as you get a little bit more of a mature business, then you actually end up becoming a little bit further removed from, from the, the actual hands on stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's the coffee part which is what really absorbed me and it still does. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm fortunate that I can still go there and we can assess coffees and, and I've still got a relatively good palate. Um, but it's not what I'm doing day in and day out. Yeah, what I'm yeah. really doing is the boring stuff that yeah. everyone else would probably not <laughs> everyone want to Everyone else do. is sat drinking yeah, coffee. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Testing water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a bit bad. But, it, but that's what I mean. It's just totally dynamic. Yeah. And, and everyone else is doing the same. You know, there's, um, you know, everyone's able to do a little bit of everyone's job. Yeah. And that's because we've got a small team. Yeah. And we have to be able to do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the answer yeah. is we drink lots of coffee um and play different roles exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and do you think your background in engineering helps with obviously like the technical side of it because it sounds like you've sort of got a really so. good grasp of that at the start yeah i think so um but so so the yeah that that's that worked a lot and it still does uh for sure just because of the practical element of it and essentially i was an operations manager for a production site that was running a continuous operation and now I would probably say that I'm a production manager or an operations manager for a batch plant, which has got the same kind of stresses that the other yeah. one did. Um, because essentially you're still, you're taking something, you're changing it and you're selling it on. Yeah. So, so yeah, that did definitely help. Troubleshooting, if there's any issues uh, with the equipment, then yeah, that certainly helps. But what I really gained from when I was working for BOC was the management experience. And I didn't realize at the time uh, the, the valuable information that they were just giving me all the time. And it was how to run a business. That's what I really gleaned from the time that I was at BOC. It's understanding the different departments like HR department, yeah. sales department, and how production. All that. Yeah, yeah and, and kind of how they knit together. So I didn't go to business school. I just kind of thought, well, what would we do at BOC? Well, I'd pick up the phone and I'd speak to HR or I'd pick up the phone and I'd speak to engineering or, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's, that's how it's helped me develop the business side of things um, for sure. But obviously the engineering, the practical side of things as well. I think you know just being able yeah, to troubleshoot and, as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so really, it's it, like the the whole time in 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 employment has just been such a a really good foundation. Yeah. For sure. Good setup for mm. it. Yeah. Cool. Um. So where do you see the future of your coffee company going? Um. I think we'd just like to do. We'd like to do a lot of the same, to be honest. Um. But just do a lot more of it. Yeah. Um, because we know that we've got such a sustainable supply that the more that we sell, the more that we're able to actually, um, the more people that will benefit in the supply yeah. chain. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing. Um, we just want to get better at what we, what we do uh, and we just want to enjoy doing what we do. Now, the journey, how we get there, I mean, we're, we're there now already, to be honest. Yeah. We enjoy everything that we do. Um, We've just got a new roaster in a couple of weeks ago, so our capacity is going to increase um, like three times. Wow. Which means that we're going to free up a lot more time for other, uh, for, things, for, yeah. for other, other things, yeah. Um, we'd, like to, we'd like more people to know about what it is that we do, for sure. I think we just got to, we've just got to be organic now, I think. I think we've 
Let got, it all sort of naturally a bit Exactly, more. yeah. I think we've got to the point now where we're not necessarily looking over our shoulder and we're, you know, and we're a little bit more mature and a little bit more contented with yeah. the business. So I think all we need to do now is just kind of try to breathe a little bit and just grow a little bit more organically. So, so where are we going to be in five years? I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we just keep on, keep on doing what we're doing yeah. and just doing it with a little bit more, um, yeah, just with a little bit more time on our hands. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice position to be in. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Um, so what do you say is the best thing about running your business? Um, I would say... Being able to put your own stamp on the business, I guess. I guess um, from uh, what kind, you know, you can put your personality on the business. Yeah. So the kind of person that you are or what you you believe in, um, the kind of ethics that you've got, well, you know, business can actually be an outlet for you. Yeah. So that you are able to make changes, you're able to... To do yeah. the things that interest you. Use the business for as a vehicle for positive change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, because we all know that business and people are, are the biggest impact on the environment, for example. Yes. You know, so so if we can do our bit to make sure that everything is done responsibly, then we know that uh, we are going to try to change things for the for the better, the positive change. Um. So there's there's that kind of element, but it's also the relationships. You know, we the relationships that we build. You know, we we just want to continue building really good, solid relationships, um, and that's uh, you know, it's, it, and that's just a, like like yeah. I say, it's it's just an awesome position to be in. Like all, what we're interested in now is creating those relationships. Yes, and it's obviously working well for yeah. you and them. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And perhaps most importantly, where can people find your coffee if they want some? So we sell online. Roundtoncoffee.co.uk, get that plug in. Yeah, <laughs> if you've made it this far yeah. on the on the podcast. But um yeah, you can you can go online and you can buy our coffee. Um we we've got two coffee shops. Yeah. Uh, Bedford big, Street big Coffee. Fan of both of them. Yeah, Bedford Street Coffee, which is in Middlesbrough. Uh, the other one is the joiner's shop, which is uh, between Stokesley and North Allerton. Uh small village Ingleby Cross. So you can find it there. But we've also got a few customers well quite a few customers um dotted around the uk uh notable ones uh hatch in uh in darlington uh hobo in yarm uh we also supply teesside university and durham university Hurrah. yeah <laughs> so, good coffee yeah good coffee in university institutions yeah. keep the students uh, awake um so yeah um you know, you can always, uh, like I say, go online and then we, we can send bags of coffee direct yeah. to you. We do coffee subscriptions as well. So. Well, I shall pop a link um, in the notes so that people can find you with that as well. Awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that. It's been very interesting learning all about coffee. Brilliant. And I hope that everyone found it interesting listening too. Thanks very much, Dave. Thank you very much.